Hey man, this is Kevin Smith, and you're listening to the Comic Com. Man, this is where you get all your comics info, and take that from a comics guy, a comic book man. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Comic Com podcast, season three, episode fifty-one. Holy shit, fifty-one episodes this week! Wow, we are recording this on December twenty-first, a few days before good old Christmas time. So, Merry Christmas if you celebrate Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. If you celebrate Hanukkah, that has just recently passed and all the other wonderful holidays out there in the world. So, uh, great episode today. Uh, myself, Milton Manimal, how are you? Good, man. <clears throat> just uh, enjoying a little bit of like the warm Christmas weather right now. Still still in El Paso as we record this, but Saturday heading to Kansas City where it's looks like it's going to be balls cold and wet. And <laughs> well, but. that's perfect because our guest is from the short box app we had him on a few months ago talking about the upcoming auctions and uh, a lot of stuff has come around for announcements on short box so we decided to bring him back mr kevin himself how are you sir i'm great thanks for having me back fellas always always a good time on the comic-con podcast yeah we appreciate you uh you got your snappy naruto jacket from mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. al <laughs> Comic Queen? Yeah, Miss Comic Queen, who's been here on the podcast this year. It's so dope. I love that jacket. I need to get me one now. Yeah. I mean, anytime uh, an adult jacket comes out with thumb holes it's in the great. sleeves, I'm, I'm about it. I want yeah. you to actually run around like your room, like the oh, ninja run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With my room. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> I do that Area 51. So this jacket is a perfect uh, compliment yes. to my weirdness. That's awesome. Yeah. So um, came on and immediately like peer pressured us into getting beers too. Yeah. He oh yeah. To be like, he tried to be really like circumspect about it. it was like, Hey, uh, will you guys be drinking a beverage? Like, would you like to, <laughs> if you would like to, we can do that. I was going, I was going for inception manimal and oh, it didn't yeah. quite work out as well as I wanted it yeah, to, yeah. but the end result is Are we a dream, we a dream right now. We're all having beers. I think I manifest my own reality. I love inception. It makes me want to watch that movie now. Kevin was like, uh, "It's a, it's been a rough day. I really need a beer, so let me just try to peer pressure these guys into getting." One. Oh, yeah. Well, little did he know that it doesn't take much. I'm like, well, yeah, very little yeah. pressure. Maybe, yeah. maybe one finger's weight, uh, weight of pressure, and it's yeah, pretty much babysitting all day. So I'm always due for a beer. So <laughs> I, I guess I was gonna, I was gonna uh, tell you this story before we got started, but uh, uh, Manimal knows this. I, I went to the gym this morning, and I get to the gym. And the manager actually goes, hey, come here for a second. I got to show you something. And I'm like, oh, all right, cool. cool. And uh, he's so like, oh, I'm going to give you here. something. But like, see me before you leave. And I'm like, okay. So at the end of my workout session, she had a 12 pack of Voodoo Ranger. And she's like, oh, you could take Ooh. one. And I'm like, yeah, that's, you know, I just worked out for a good hour. Like, I'm hey, trying to stay right. in shape. Let me, uh, yeah. you know, here, take a Voodoo Ranger, you know, because they have those like high alcohol contents. And so I. It's oh yeah, that I didn't normally have, so I got the uh, the haze glare IPA. Aren't they from? I think, the, I think the carbonation helps you hydrate faster. That's probably why they handed it <laughs> yeah. to you. Yeah, where's Voodoo Ranger from? Is that an East Coast beer? Or is that like an? Uh, I thought that was like a Northwest beer. I'm not sure. I feel like I've seen that. Uh, I mean, it's all uh, over up here. Fort Collins, CO, Colorado. Colorado. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Fort Collins, Colorado. So. But it's a great beer, yeah. Uh, oh, nice. Myself and and Mr. Jeff Comic Dunes, when we have the regular Voodoo Ranger, mm -hmm. um, oof, man, you can only hit two of those, and then you're on the floor. <laughs> but, uh, I'm drinking a, uh, a Deschutes Brewery uh, Jubilee, which is their seasonal holiday beer, and 
funny story back when I was in college, the local grocer had a self checkout and a walk in beer cooler. And the only barcode that would scan on the case of shoots beers was the six pack code. So for like an entire year, I would just buy an entire case of Deschutes bottles at six pack price. They eventually figured it out and changed that barcode to some like $80 woman's Ugg boot. But it was a it was a nice time when I was able to get really good beer for Holy super. shit. It makes me think about it every time I have a sip. That's dope. And what about you, Mr. Manuel, before we get into some comic talk? What are you drinking? Dude, well, so <clears throat> I'm a little cashed out on beer. All I had is this is embarrassing. I had Michelob Ultra or Guinness in my fridge right now. And I didn't mm. really feel like a Guinness right now. I usually drink yeah. Blue Moon's my go-to. Most, most people know that. And then mm. I, nice. I drank all those these past couple of days. So and you It's hard buying beers that you like. You know, they just tend to evaporate from the Someone fridge. keeps drinking them, dude. I, don't I know. Who the, who the heck is... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, uh, I'm glad we all have a beer in hand. And if you're listening to this, uh, I would say not early Friday morning because you're probably going to work. But if you're listening to this sometime where you can have a beer, uh, cheers to you out there for uh, checking us out and drinking drinking with us. So <clears throat> let's kind of get into uh, some of our comic book talk. I know we didn't talk comic books last week because we had Ken on. Mm-hmm. And um, of course, we talked about a lot about video games. But let's kind of go around the horn and, and talk about what we're currently reading. I mean, some uh, some current picks. I know, uh, you know, Kevin's always got a full stack of stuff that he's probably still trying to catch up on. So mm-hmm. Let's start off with uh, Mr. Manimal. What do you what do you got that uh, you haven't talked Ooh. about in a while? Well, I got lucky. I was telling Justin today. I've actually was on the way. I got next week's books already. So I can kind of talk about some of those. I won't spoil them, but I'll tell you which ones I've liked already that come out next week. But this previous week, um, <clears throat> there were some good ones. Uh gods i'm really i'm really enjoying the gods run the jonathan hickman stuff and mm. oh sweet it's also kind of hard to say with marvel these days you know like oh i'm enjoying something from marvel outside of like your go-to books but um mm-hmm. it's cool i really like the way they're going with it it's new characters it seems fresh um but it has like a touch of you know dr strange and it seems like it's it doesn't feel like new characters which is which is really nice um i liked the uh and i know justin you kind of talked trash about this before and you weren't wrong about the uncanny Spider-Man run and how it like started off. It wasn't very good than like the Nightcrawler as Spider-Man, mm-hmm. like the fall of X. Yeah. But it really kind of rounded a corner, I feel like, with the um, X-Men Origins Blue, with the Mystique Nightcrawler thing, which we talked about a couple days or a couple weeks ago. Yep. And then you had issue five this week rounding out that story, which I thought was really strong. So I liked that one. Um, you also had like an, a one-shot original X-Men number one. It was the OG five X-Men from the same ones that we had seen years ago that came forward in time and then back and they kind of go on another multiverse hop journey which is supposed to lead into uh the weapon x weapon x-men i think is what it's called or, or weapon something like that it's like a mini series coming up here soon starring like multiverse of like wolverines and stuff so that was a really cool lead in and in this week oh I, well, you might talk about this justin you can talk about star wars revelations at all a little bit, yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll leave you to it. I thought it was pretty cool, but I'll let you get more into it. And then this week, the books I read this week were just kind of the last ones of like Ghost Rider's final issue for this run, which was awesome. Um, the Predator versus Wolverine final one, which was just <laughs> such a great series, man. So much fun. Oh, yeah. And then Dark Droids also. The uh, last issue of Dark Droids came out or is coming out this upcoming week. So mm-hmm. all strong stuff. I don't want to speak on that and kind of spoil anything but predator versus wolverine 
do yourself a favor, have some fun, pick up those four issues because they're a lot of fun. They don't require any brain, just fun. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Yeah. Uh, I love, good I stuff. Love anything Predator. Predator is great. Yeah. And then who else would you want to see him mm. fight? Like in, in comic books, who else would you want to see him fight besides Wolverine? I mean, yeah, after Wolverine, I guess. X-23? I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know they're going to do some dumb Deadpool thing, right? Like, Yeah, yeah, probably, right? Like it'll And it'll be cheesy because Deadpool is funny and he can't die. Same, same thing. But I feel like, yeah, this first go around with Wolverine was just... It needs to be someone without a healing factor next, for sure. Well, it'd and be if cool to actually predator, see kill people, like take them out, you know. Yeah, well, if predators under Marvel now, why are we going to get a predator verse? Hmm. A bunch of alternate cool. world predators. Yeah. Probably oh, not. But probably some multiverse Kang predators. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> was that an intended pun or? <laughs> yeah, oh, shit. <laughs> it was not, but. It works. Man, it I got works. you. I got you. <laughs> uh, ooh. Nerve there. Sure, we'll um, <laughs> so what about you, Mr. Uh, Mr. Shortbox? Um, what are so you I'm, I'm still just, you know, atrociously behind on reading. Um, but I did get to do an interview with the creator, Zach Kaplan, who's done a bunch of really cool stuff for Image and Vault. And he's got some movies and TV shows in production. Just like super, super cool watching this dude go from like having one book out to now he's got like multiple properties and this really ambitious project on Vault currently that you guys probably have seen at your local shop. Maybe you even got it for free in your box. Is it Unnatural Um, Order? uh, Beyond Real. It's the next one of that Unnatural Order sort of release model where they're just giving the first issue to all the shops for you to check out. Yep. Uh, It's incredible. He's got like like five different artists doing art in the five different issues. And it's about this creative who I'm trying to remember the trauma that happens, but somehow she like breaks reality and has this ability to like influence creation and dives into like all these different worlds where the art changes and the story kind of changes and new characters are introduced. It's, it's top notch. Zach is an incredible sci-fi writer kind of like with Jonathan Hickman. I'm going to read it if Hickman's writing it. It's kind of the same with Zach at this point. He has really like high concept sci-fi stuff. Um, Like he had this book called Port of Earth that was about like, what if first contact with aliens was if the aliens came to Earth to put a transit station for trade? It wasn't had nothing to do with like, welcome to the inner. It was just like, hey, we need your we'll give you power from your ocean. We just want to be able to stop here and do trades. And then the police that had to enforce like the port of these aliens. Anyways, he's great. Uh, so I've been reading that. Uh, that's been really good. And then I've been dipping back into some old stuff. Have you guys ever read Hard Boiled, Frank Miller, Jeff Darrow? No. Oh my gosh, guys. Um, look at the Jeff Darrow art. It's the same artist who did Shaolin Cowboy. Okay. So the art yeah. is like way over the top detailed and this is about like a a debt collection agent in the future in like this this dystopian future and frank uh miller's writing it and it's back in the good the really good like super dope frank miller days so Mm -hmm. uh so that those are a couple books i've been kind of poking at i just sort of pick stuff up casually when i'm not in full-on catch-up mode so nice a couple others like trying to catch up on monstrous and deadly class and stuff like that Nice. Yeah, I, you know it's uh, no joke. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I literally still have the list 
that's been sitting in front of my computer uh, for like not all robots and rumpus room that you talked about last time. Yeah, yeah, literally sitting in front of my. I really need to start these. There, it, <coughs> this this fucking list has been sitting in front of my computer since you were on here months ago. So same boat. I I, I, I didn't throw it away. Sure. I still have it. <laughs> I was gonna mention another one, but I I have a sneaking suspicion. Last time we talked, I talked about that book, so I left it off. <laughs> I have no yeah. idea. <laughs> so I'm, yeah, I'm I have, a slow uh, reader these days. It's weird for me, but. I know it's if if it doesn't come out like if it's something that's old, I usually you know pass it off. But like when mm-hmm. you were on here last time talking about those, I literally wrote them down and they're still staring at me. So at some <laughs> point I will get to this list because like when people do come on, I yeah. like hearing about it, and I usually write. That's what I do. I write it down so eventually I can get to it when there's like a dull week or something. Then I'm like, oh, you know what? I haven't read something in a while, and I don't want to reread something. So let's mm-hmm. try something new. So. Uh, it's good. Yeah, I mean, you're... they're not going anywhere. It's not like they're going to negative, you know, remove <laughs> right. issues from circulation. So you're good, man. <laughs> no. So yeah, those are those are some titles that I have to check out. So um, for myself, you know, like Zach said, there was there was a bunch of Star Wars stuff. Um, I, I don't know too much to talk about, like the Star Wars Revelations. There was, I think it was like six or seven different stories. You had a, and they're all kind of leading into, I guess, what's coming out in 2024. So we are getting like a Mace Windu miniseries, a Django yeah. Fett. You're going to kind of get nice. the tail end. What? I said nice. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Uh, Afro, I guess, is going to end. Vader, my guess, is going to end. Uh, we do have some stuff with High Republic. Um, Star Wars 44 is probably the best one that I, I liked about. It was kind of, you know, it had this whole thing about a court order or a like uh, court, holding court and you had Dengar and this, I guess, oh, lawyer yeah. is trying to talk about like, do, do you know about the Jedi mind trick and explaining uh-huh. like what it is and like that he was under a Jedi mind trick and that's why he was out doing all these bad things. And they're funny. all very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> they're all very interesting, but I feel like for the price of the book, it should have been like, I feel like it should have been more of like a free thing to like set up everything. Yeah. And there was a new character that was introduced. I always forget the name of the, the star. God, I always forget her name. She's the archer chick or like the rifle. No, not archer. She's she was like a, she's like a sniper. Um, Oh, or a sing. Yes. God, I always forget her name. That set up a new character that she was like hunting. That one was kind of interesting. I liked that. Um, Yeah. It's interesting to see where they're going to go. And like, I don't know why they kind of picked, mace and django i don't know what but yeah yeah there's well, definitely gonna be some stuff django. yeah there's definitely gonna be some stuff coming out um in 2024 with all the different with the star wars stuff and then obviously high republic was this week and we had shadows of or starlight what's it uh shadows of starlight right yeah the last one had ember and uh bells that afar so we get to learn about him like what's going on with his like one year revelations um i did like last week's batman and robin number four uh, I'm really liking the storyline and how they're finally like giving man bat, you know, he's like the type of character who is like kind of like a throwaway villain in a way. Yeah. They like really made him kind of character. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The henchman, but they really kind of give him more of like a purpose in this series. And you can actually see it like, all right, he's actually a formidable foe to mm-hmm. poor Batman. Cause he is like a scientist, like most of Batman's rogues, but um, int- for, for that, I like that. And of course, just the, the arts phenomenal. Uh, and then the last book to really want to talk about, and I, I kind of just picked it up on a whim, um, the new distillery title, Simona. I don't know if... Uh, oh, how was it? You. So, uh, very... All right, so very interesting. So written written by both Becky Cloonan and Tula Latoy, and also art by both of them. 
So, you know, I picked it up and it's very interesting. So it's kind of set in the 1600s. It's kind of about the, the witches and it's really interesting because there's times where, um, how how do I want to explain this? So, because I didn't know, I knew nothing about this book and then I picked it up and I started reading it and they talk about this plague, but then all of a sudden it goes into like this erotic fantasy type of comic book. Okay. And yes, it's a, it's very interesting. So there's this woman named Ingrid and her husband's a lawyer going back to like, we're talking about this stuff. And she's all about like these, these witch hunters or whatever. And when it's, it's, you don't know if it's written like who it's written by at the right time. But when she's awake, the art is done by Becky. But then when she falls asleep, she some guy or demon or whatever kind of comes into her dreams and like very sexual, um, like touching and like just doing all these crazy things. But and at that yeah. point, then it turns into Tula Latoy's her art style. And I love her art style. Yeah, And, you know, it kind of goes back and forth where, you know, so she wakes up in like a panic and her husband's like, oh, what's going on? Like, what are you dreaming about type of thing? Like almost like, is she cheating on him in his dreams? And she's very, she tries to be very sexual. And then um, he leaves on an, an assignment for his job. And now it's just kind of where the, you're, you're kind of like, where is this going to go? And she finds out that other people um, are also doing sexual things in this like small town in like the 1600s but now hmm. you're finding out this this devilish like shadowy figure type of character is kind of only there in her dreams but like is it something else like is she really bringing this out in in the normal time so i i don't like literally i had no intentions of picking it up and it just became like some like 50 yeah. shades of gray some <laughs> weird like is it magazine format yeah Ugh. I know. Stiller, I, man. They got to stop that shit. I hate that shit. It's a real Every, turnoff. I've been like, I really wanted to read their, their books and like follow them and stuff, but I, I can't yeah. do anything with a magazine book, man. I can't. No, I, I had the same. Uh, I just, I just can't get down with the mag size, man. The heavy yeah. metal tried to relaunch a whole bunch of really incredible titles mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. And I was on, I like, I even bought the magazine size for the first right. few issues. Zach, why the hell? Did they mid-run decide to change it back to the normal-sized issues? No way. Yeah, they that would just throw them. throw those mags in the garbage. I'm not going to keep this. Sh- like, f that. I was so pissed. Yeah. Like, format changes scary. are one of those things that I really have to be uh, motivated to follow along, or I'm mm-hmm. I'm going to leave just for that. I'm not into it. So, side note, not comic book related, <clears throat> related, but like novels. So, I re- I read a lot of novels, and one of my write my favorite writers, R. A. Salvatore, writes Forgotten Realms genre mm-hmm. book in uh, mm-hmm. one of his previous trilogies that came out everything comes out i like um i usually get like what the mass market paperback right your traditional yeah. paperback the small guys but now they have so those are i don't know a lot of people maybe not know this terminology those are called mass market paperback and then like paperback now are like the like a little bit larger right it's yeah. still paperback so book one comes out mass market paperback books two and three you can't get them in mass market paperback they're <laughs> just they're just paperback and so now they're still on my bookshelf and it it drives me insane like and i'm like yeah i'm not like an anal retentive kind of person like that you know no, no, no. It, sounds it, like you are the drawer, put them in the drawer get, get them the fuck off your shelf that's maddening oh it's so maddening and the same shit happens with omnibuses when like yeah all example, the time uncanny x-men five volume five came out right and it's like the newest of the omnibuses and the bottom they changed something 
what is it? What was it? Oh yeah. They put like the picture in the, the format script is different than all the yeah. rest of the four. So you send them all next to each other and they don't match. And it's yeah. so maddening. And I'm, I'm pretty sure it's that way with, yeah, monstrous volume one, yeah. the title and, uh, and title of the book are way bigger than all of right. the following volumes. <laughs> Lino They've Lash also done that on like every time DC does a freaking logo change. Now yeah. forever, all those yeah. omnibuses are completely changed, and there's yep. no way to get them back unless you wait 15 years for another logo and hope it comes back. Like there's no way you're just kind of yeah. screwed. Or you pay for the reprinting, which like why would I do that? You know, like but get your logo to match, <laughs> right? So Last Ronin, I think you know IDW did a you know magazine for the Last Ronin, which was a great book, and then they were wise enough when they did like Lost Years, they're like, hey, okay, no more of this magazine crap like let's just and, do regular books and the last ronin was was not quite mag sized it was regular issue width and it was mat like magazine right. height so it like create your own bag and normal board. bag and board yeah, yeah. oh yeah. yeah i appreciated that mm -hmm. format wars gosh dude <laughs> I think, oh, yeah, I think we talked about that for we who do we talk did we talk it's about that Kevin? To, oh um laura Laura was with Distillery at New York Comic Con, and we were. She was telling us about that, and she kind of mentioned it to them, and they were like, like "Yeah, Bird yeah, Bird City." And she was like, um, "I guess she brought it up to them, or they had said like other people have been bringing that up." Like, "Yeah, okay, oh, maybe we thought it was going to be a good idea because obviously, like, magazines cool with art. You know, it's it's larger. Yeah. It's it is visually better, right? But like, at the end of the day." we're all collectors and it's like, I got to put that somewhere. I don't have a long box or a short box. So I'm just stacking that shit up. Like mm -hmm. it's yeah. frustrating. Dude, save the magazine format for the reprint. Kind of like they did with grand design. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like yeah. put out the single regular issue and then you want the monster treasury sized, whatever to look at the article. Right. Cool. Give me that in a book. I can put yeah. that on a shelf or on my coffee table or something. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, well, good stuff. Um, There's no yeah. problems. I uh, yeah well again uh check out Simona it's very interesting um yeah it sounds kind of like a Merca Andolfo type of book like she's always yes. writes those sexy erotic books and Tula Lote it actually makes a lot of sense that the sexy sexy time is uh Lote because <laughs> that she has a whole like branch of her art that is naked people and sexual stuff and whatever yeah and Becky's so, stuff and is you know very doom and gloom you know, yeah. in the past. So like you that get that. It seems like the odd man out there, but I, I bet her art style fits the story pretty well when it's awake. Oh yeah. Cause it's very, yeah. you know, it's very basic, like again, like 1600. So it's like, you know, colonial America. So, yeah. you know, it's very dark and dreary, not, not a lot That's of color. Cool. So yeah, yeah. But yeah. But Tula's stuff, I, I mean, like literally the way it's, the way it's formatted is like every panel you know, there's kind of, there's like almost something going on that's different. And the colors mm -hmm. are just like different in every panel. Like it doesn't really make sense. Yeah. Like there's times where the, the reds are very bright and then there's like greens and blues and interesting. very interesting for the colors. And yeah, literally when you're looking at it, you're like almost like this is so real. And I mean, obviously we've all seen like what Tula can do. So um, yeah, good stuff if you want to check it out for, from distillery. So that's, dope. um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's comic to, talk for the week uh let's kind of uh move on let's kind of talk about uh what's going on <laughs> jesus let's go talk about mr uh jonathan majors and the future of the mcu i'm sure we've all mm, kind of heard yeah. what's going on um rumor mill i know this was kind of just posted today rumor mill regarding the future of the mcu kevin feige's talking about bringing a big baddie from spider-man's universe into the marvel mcu huh. i mean 
Craven? Norman? I guess, right? It's got to be, you know, to kind of balance out, like, somebody, right? Who's on the level of Kang, though, from Spider-Man? Nobody, but... Nobody, right? I mean, just to... Because you know they're not doing the X-Men. They're not going to bring anything like that. Obviously, everybody's talking about Doctor Doom, but... I don't know. That's what the rumor mill is that he's looking to bring some big Spider-Man universe. Who's uh, the big baddie? So who do you think? Or <clears throat> sorry, I don't want to jump out of the. No, I no, can't, go ahead. I, I go can't ahead. imagine the big. But I'm thinking like because a lot of the talk, obviously, right, the Jonathan Major stuff, and people are likening it to uh, the Ezra Miller stuff, right? And so mm-hmm. like, oh well, why did Ezra get to stay? And blah blah blah. Do you? And of course, obviously, Justin and I covered the Ezra Miller watch leading up to the Flash movie for a long time, and both were in agreement that that guy should have been canned a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's part of the reason why Jonathan majors got canned? Do you think that had any factor of the fact that like there was so much outrage about Ezra Miller, the flash comes out, it bombs, it bombs for a lot of reasons. Let's not say it was just the Ezra Miller, but that was a part of it Mm -hmm. for sure. I mean, that definitely had a part to play in the bombing of that movie. And maybe Marvel's like, we don't want to take that shot. We already saw that happen with Ezra Miller. Let's just get rid of this dude. So, I mean, God, I was going to say, I feel like it's just the, the basic difference in how DC and Marvel move. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like back, DC, right? they had, they had all this stuff with, uh, Amber Heard during the, you know, and she's still in the upcoming Aquaman. Like that's crazy to me. And, uh, and then on the other end, you've got Marvel who very much so is willing to drop somebody if they're bad, but they've yeah. also made, you know, allowances in the past. And like Johnny Depp doesn't have a, checkered past or you know some of these other actors that are major superheroes haven't josh uh, done things. One, yeah. josh brolin you know yeah. domestic whatever um so i think kangle i think jonathan majors will be able to bounce back from this i don't think he's like fully fully canceled but who knows man these days it's super hard to tell it's also hard to tell what the motivations that the studio has like what other factors are being you know added into that do you think it's also so it, it, it's really hard with Disney, right? Because Disney over the years has been pushing this massive like woke agenda, right? And like sure. whether you agree with it, disagree with it, that's not yeah. what I, here nor there, right? But, yeah. you know, there's also been, and this is undeniable, they've come out and said this, we want to put a lot more emphasis and a lot more focus on female characters, right? So does, mm-hmm. it, does it speak differently if you're like, hey, we want more female characters, more female leads, we want strong females, and then, hey, you'll check out this dude who just beat the shit out of a girl, and we're going to let her Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like they talk themselves into a corner, and now they have to, like... Exactly, dude. And so... But then the other, the other thing I think about is, like, hey, you know what? We can get rid of this guy. It's a multiverse. We should bring in a different person and be like, that was the wrong one. And it's so easy to replace him. I mean, yeah. Yeah, they're in that perfect realm. Like, like, put, like put perfect saga. The... Yeah, perfect saga. It doesn't have to be yeah. that face, right? Like we've seen with right. Spider-Man, we got all the different Spider-Mans. So like the different Peter and Parker. I think, and I think in general, Marvel needs to start getting away from just continuing to use the exact same actors for the same roles all the time. Like, right. I mean, look at like the, the only reason James Bond was still a relevant franchise like 50 years later is because they rolled with whatever was happening in the right. hot actor at the time. Like aged. It's a character in times, a story. Yeah. It's not an actor. That's their yeah. problem. It's platforms that attach themselves to specific individuals rather than the ideas they're pushing put themselves in kind of a weird position when it comes to right. You know, future like development. Batman. Batman's a perfect example as well. Like you have yeah. all these. It's a it's a character that's played by multiple people. 
and granted, yeah. Iron Man is a new character in like this realm of comic book mm -hmm. movies with the success. And Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. These are the two characters, in my opinion, in modern day comic book movies that yeah. are going to be hard to replace. They're going to be hard. Yep. Yeah. But they got to just do it. You know, like just replace yeah. them and this is what you get. You, you like this Wolverine more than the other right. Wolverine. And then we'll give you another one in like five years mm -hmm. when you age up and, you know, it's yeah. time for the next generation to get the we'll Wolverine. We'll put nipples on this guy and we'll take them off the next guy. And you might <laughs> right. Like I mean, Just we've got enough Spider-Man. We've got enough Batman, enough Superman. Like, we've seen it all. So, and yeah. everybody's okay with it. In a way, you're all okay with it. Like, we've seen the Tobey Maguire. Or you're not. Or yeah. you're not, but you still go to the movie, right? Like, that's yeah. the, like what Kevin yeah. said. It doesn't matter. If they like it or not, they're gonna be there. Yeah, because it's the character. It's not the yeah. actor. But, you know, like, people are all like, well, they were, uh, you know, you you couldn't believe how fast that Marvel fired him after the, after right. no, he was, was fired bad. way before, but their saving grace was they just waited. Mm -hmm. There's no yeah. way that they like, cause I mean, there was just an instant where you saw all the news drop and within an hour, they're like, yep, Marvel just dropped this guy official news. And you're like, there's no way that just happened. It this was probably oh, no. planned. He yeah. was already done. Yeah. But they just kind of saved face with like Loki season two. They didn't want to say it before because right. then people would be like, oh, well, nobody cares anymore. Well, Loki, yeah. that, it felt awkward seeing him in Loki season two, to be honest, because you mm -hmm. were like, and he, it wasn't a small role. It was a pretty <laughs> big supporting character. And you're just like, yeah. not awkward because I was like, oh, domestic violence. And not that I'm downplaying domestic violence, but awkward more because I was like, oh, is this guy supposed to be here? You know, like kind of like one of those things. Like, yeah, awkward, like I guy. hope this guy's performance sucks so I don't miss him when he's not. Right, the and, and he oh, nailed it. God. And that's the bad thing is he is a good actor yeah. too. Yeah. He's a good actor, so. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll have to see what happens uh, did you, moving forward. Did you forward. see one of the funny things I saw was like, if Marvel really wants to do something cool, they cast Terrence Howard as Oh, Kane. yeah. <laughs> Hold my that. beer. Yeah, to be that honest, be I, you know, a lot of people are like, "Who could replace him?" I really like John Boyega. The, oh, yeah, yeah, that's on um, Star Wars. Agreed. Played Finn. I thought he looks great. Like people like already photoshopped him onto the Kang. Um, you talk too much shit about Disney, though. Disney's well, probably yeah, like hell no, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like shit list. Yeah, Star Can't Wars is Fox a bigger hen house, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you can't do that. So. Um, so yeah, no doom, though, man. We, in, we in agreement, no doom. Like, I don't want to see a rush to doom because you got to replace Kang. Like, that's the I don't want to see a rush to anything, man. Yeah, like, the exactly. CGI in the movies these days is just, if not bottom of the barrel, just always feels too like I could pause at any time. I feel like during any of these majorly over chaotic action scenes, and just it's it's not a good look. They, yeah. they need to take their time on whatever they decide to do. <clears throat> Agreed, yeah. Um, let's kind of keep moving on. We have another topic that's kind of hot on the, the topic of uh, comic books. We have this big old CGC scam that's going around. The you know uh, the seller out there on eBay has been selling books that are CGC nine point eight in different cases, and people are noticing that it's the actual same serial number. So, so walk um, it through from the beginning though, because like some of the posts were. Some people can write better than others on Instagram posts. And some of them, I was like, I can't yeah. follow what you're saying. Your grammar's dog shit. So, yeah. So I guess it's, a, so there's a couple people out there. There's people like 9.9 .9 newsstands, um, automatic comics, swaggle house comics. They've all done videos on this. Um, Thoreau did a video on this, even Brian McClay. So, so there was this 9.8 uh, 
newsstand of uh well i think it started with like a 252 there, there's an amazing spider-man 252 out there there's a hulk 181 and a new mutants 98 and basically what it is is there was these copies out there that had the same serial number from cgc then they were cracked and then they were updated with the labels uh to like the newer like to have like whatever the marvel logo right. label is like at that time made. so like yeah. if you took a 252 you'd obviously get spider-man new mutants 87 uh, 98 you'd get the deadpool whatever so what's happening is this person is buying the he's basically buying lower grade copies and slicing them open somehow and then taking other copies that are in higher grades and and somehow marrying the older the basically so, the shittier copy into the 9.8 and then sending it to cgc saying like maybe you know maybe like because then he wants a reholder basically that's what he's gonna get he's trying to get a reholder into the new labels mm -hmm. so the book that is coming back even though it's a cgc 98 um is not actually the cgc 9.8 mm -hmm. copy but he's selling it as a cgc 9.8 and then he has another copy that's technically a 9.8 mm -hmm. um i think he goes by bravia briva or comic selects on ebay and yeah. now all of a sudden with this all this heat over the past week he no longer is selling anything on ebay mm. so seems a little fishy but yeah there's a lot of guys out there that have been doing a ton of videos on it and this is just crazy um i, I can't believe you know cgc I, I i know like you know listen i i've sent stuff to cgc that need to just get reholdered for you know quality control issues whether it's mm -hmm. video games comics whatever the case may be but the fact that they're not like looking at the book and saying like as they're taking it out being like oh this is no this is not really a 9.8 because again like if i bought a 9.8 why well, first of all i'm not gonna crack a 9.8 but if i bought this 9.8 i want to crack it to get signatures or whatever the case may be on it i get i do that and then all of a sudden it comes back like a 7.5 or hmm. you know i think what's happening is this person yeah. bought the hulk 181 but he bought a um, not a resto copy but a qualified copy that was missing the marvel stamp so now when cgc goes back and looks through all this now he's no longer going to get that blue well like a yellow label if he gets a signature series it's really going to get the qualified yellow label because it's an incomplete book yeah yeah so so the i did a little bit of poking through this just to kind of make heads or tails of it and it just really appears it to me it just appears to be a, a loophole in the cgc process that someone is exploiting um and it, it's entirely based around the reholders mm -hmm. um you know it's hard when like the seller is being accused of doing this like i mean how many times do we all check the you know the back history of a book that we've purchased it's entirely possible that this person Mm -hmm. got the book in this condition thought they had what they had and it was not the case yeah uh, but cgc does scan all the books they grade so they do have a photo of items so it feels like this is a pretty easy solution to add some things into the process that's either checking it against the image of the previously scanned book or just regrading everything that comes comes in like that um but my understanding of the whole loophole exploit was that effectively someone is cracking the case to swap out the labels yeah that's a way easier move than trying to get into a mylar well and pull yeah. something out and then reseal it so shenanigans you know it sucks it's uh i don't think i don't think cgc or maybe even necessarily this person that got called out on it is the is the or origination of the problem 
you know, I know that CGC works really hard to try and keep things consistent, but um, it's definitely something that needs to be addressed. You know, like the somebody mentioned recently or recently came to light the whole issue with like SIG series issues, like people submitting SIGs that they didn't actually witness. So there's just like a tightening up, I think, that they could do to address this pretty easily. It's just how widespread is this? That's really the question, I think, on everyone's minds, because we've all been buying books for so long, so many graded books for so long. And think, now you have to go back and check on something that's literally sealed inside of a plastic case. How do you how do you do that? Yeah, it's kind of a different. It just puts everyone in a weird space, I think. And I think the outrage is warranted, but I you know I don't know if it's necessarily directed at the right people until we know more about it. I think the community also needs to be aware that like to be outraged about this, right? Like, like Justin said, yeah. maybe they need to. So people need to understand. Like you make all these videos, so like Swaggle and whoever's making these videos, like. Six months from now, if you send CGC books in, whether reholders or whatever, and there's a backlog, mm -hmm. it might be because of this. Like, be aware of what you're asking for. Yeah. Be careful what you wish for type situation mm -hmm. when you're sure. like, hey, because like you said, the reholder, they're like, hey, man, it's just a quick little, we're going to reholder. We're going to yeah. just go off what it was. It's the lowest of, on the ladder. Like, right. it's the it's, lowest it's impact honor, thing they do. Honor code, right? Like, hey, we're yeah. just going to send the books. Yeah. We're not going to check it again. We're not going to lower your grade. We're not going to, we're going to, like, going to regrade it. Right. You're going to get back what you get back. And so, like you said, it's a loophole that can be like used. And now people are like, well, this is bullshit. CGC needs to look at this. Be careful. Yeah. Be careful what you say, because now when you sit in for a reholder, you're not paying reholder prices now. I guarantee you CGC is going to charge you. If you want that full examination, you'll be paying yeah. for the full examination again. Times will go up. Everything will go up. So, yeah, you know, yeah. is it as widespread as we need to change the whole system or is yeah. it a fluke and like, you know, it happened a couple of times and there's very much like a, I, you know, don't get me wrong. It came through my head and people are like, you might be careful. You might want to check out your Hulk 181s. You might have like a crappy copy. And in my head, I'm like, Oh shit, dude, what's up with my Hulk 181? And then I remembered, I'm never going to crack it. What does it matter, dude? <laughs> as long as yeah. it's still in there, it's a 9.0. Like, it don't matter to me. So Yeah, that lives with me. <laughs> yeah, it's not going anywhere, dude. And I'm, if I sell it, I'm selling it as a 9.0, and that's on that person's problem. But um, Which is yeah. probably how this dude who got exactly. called out for yeah. having the book got pulled right. into the situation to begin yeah. with. You know, like, I, he's like, I'm, I even saw him comment on, I think, one of the original posts about it. He was like, I'm like, somebody reach out to me. Like, I'm super sorry. I just want to understand what happened here. Like, mm -hmm. I really didn't do anything wrong. I've been selling forever. It sucks, man. Like, no one, it's it's just like buying stolen property. Right. No one wants wants yeah. to do that. And, you know. You have to prove it. You know, he did sell, I, yeah. you know, I'm looking I'm looking at him on eBay. And like I said, it's yeah. the um, the 9.8. Uh, it was first first Deadpool, Mark Jewelers, Newsstand, 9.8. The 252, Mark Jewelers. Yeah. And a Secret Wars eight, and they went for like good, like crazy money, like thirteen thousand, sixteen thousand, and twenty one, twenty one thousand dollars for a CGC crazy, nine point eight Secret Wars eight Mark Jewelers, like, <laughs> and you know, again, they're wild. yeah. I, I mean, I don't, who's got that money during Christmas time to like <laughs> blow like right now? I, I don't yeah. know, but yeah. So I mean, if you look, you know, he's the. It's that's the person who's who's selling its comic selects. I mean, and again, like if you literally go to their page, they basically put uh, they have nothing up on their their seller. And if you actually check their shop, it actually comes up. It says we are sold out, but he, but here are some other stores you may be interested. In. So like it's hmm. like basically whatever they had available, they just took down because they don't want to sell because they don't want. 
I mean, maybe they freaked out and they want to go check their stuff to make sure this isn't happening with a bunch of other shit. You oh, know? I, I agree. Um, yeah. I guess, you know, because obviously we can't talk to eBay on this, but let's just say something <laughs> yeah. like this happened with you guys. They don't care. <laughs> like, what would, yeah. what would, like, the... I mean, like, what would happen? You know, what's the... I mean, all of the, all of the items sold... All the items sold and bought through our website are fully insured through CIS, uh, mm. Collectible Insurance. So... I mean, if there was an issue like that, I would imagine we'd have to launch an investigation and get the police involved. And, and But ultimately, we're going to take care of our users. And whether that results in us determining somebody did wrong and they're booted off the platform or something, that would entirely remain to be seen. But I mean, we're not going to stand for shenanigans either. We have a lot of systems in place, including our, you know, the book comes to headquarters where we look at it and then it takes <laughs> off again to the buyer. Uh, that are built specifically to capture stuff like this. Like, I feel like our process is so efficient, but also convoluted that people don't even try with Shortbox for the most part. Does that make sense? You know, yeah. like the, 100%. yeah, we've got people checking things all over the place. We've got, you know, fraud alert systems hooked up to our, our payment model. You know, every, we, we've done what we can to protect ourselves and make sure our dealers and sell and buyers are taken care of. Um, but yeah, I mean, if there's a, you know, if someone's stating that like, a, you know, a, a book that's been modified was sold on the platform. All right, cool. Here's your refund. Send the book back in. We'll take a look at it. If we need to pursue a claim or something, we'll do that. You know, mm. this is what it is. Stuff, stuff happens, but that's also why insurance is there. And that's why, you know, you build pro processes in place and redundancies to make sure that it's uh, very unlikely that it'll happen. It's very interesting to hear like app owners in the comic book world like actually be concerned about mm -hmm. what occurs on their platform. It's very, very refreshing, very refreshing yeah. as opposed to letting like criminals and thieves sell on your platform yeah. and sell stolen mm -hmm. books and stuff Dude, like that. Every single person on the in the you know leadership role here at the company, they're constantly watching everything that happens on the app all day. They know of all the sales that happen, they know the offers that go through. I mean, we're we're monitoring all the time. There's like it's built into what we have on our side so being everyone is aware of what's happening at all times which is why we're such a ineffective team for not being like a huge hundred person company you know i sent an offer to some dude recently on shortbox and he declined it so i'm gonna need you to go talk to that guy <laughs> <laughs> you hit me up after bro yeah, you we'll tell him that out. i want that price <laughs> i get a discount code or best offer whatever you need right I love yeah, yeah. Let's I, figure definitely, it out. I definitely love all them. He, he probably should. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, that's also something that we do that isn't real, like, normal. It used to be more normal back in the day when we would work more one on one with people to try and close deals. But, um, I mean, if you ever want us to reach out to a buyer or a seller cool. or whatever, like, we, we can do that for you. It's completely we can't joking. guarantee they'll respond or that they'll totally care. Joking. But, you know, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. totally joking. I but, remember this is going back. I guess this is like 2019 yeah it had to be before it had to be before the pandemic and i remember it was the first year i went to baltimore not the first year but second time i went to baltimore and the first time i met you guys like you and gene mm -hmm. um, and the whole team and one of the guys over there emailed me and they were like hey we see that you have you put yourself on vacation mode but somebody wants to send in an offer you know is the book available blah 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 mm -hmm. you know will you accept and i go yeah sure why not i just can't ship it out till i get back like on monday yeah. right and I mean, it was cool that they, you know, reached out to me via email and I saw it and then, then, you know, I allowed it to go through and everything. So I don't know. Do you guys still do that or is it kind of like 
Maybe oh yeah, bigger books that or kind of stuff it... happens all the time. Someone yeah. will have an offer that's out floating around and it'll get accepted. And then the dealer's like, I'm going away for the weekend. I mean, yeah, we'll, we're always, uh, as long as people like reach out to us and ask us to help out, like we're mm. happy to do whatever. And that was actually probably me that emailed you that because I've done that a lot. It was either me or Mark, but uh, yeah. Probably Mark because you were in, you would have been in Baltimore. So I don't think. Oh yeah. I don't know. I do send emails on the road. I'll have to go back through my emails. I'm pretty sure I love emails from everything I've ever sold, like or bought on. Yeah, on my email. I mean, we're we actually want to introduce a, a you know features into the app that would help in situations like that. Like if you had something in your private portfolio, or again, you're on vacation mode. Someone cert- has like a wish list, and they're searching for that book in that particular grade. Like, why would we not want to hit you up and be like, "Hey, we know this is in your collection, but if you want to sell it, this person's just going to throw a number out and." see if you want to do it like we want to we want to build like a more fun organic way to find books on the app than just a simple search and purchase um but that's something that's you know probably going to come in the future at some some point soon right nice yeah well you know we obviously we're getting into the short box so you know last time we had you on kevin we were talking about the introduction of auctions and Mm -hmm. you know we wanted to bring you back on you know just prior to auctions so you know it's kind of launching this week right is that what the the plan is so um i'd say we're probably going to start our uh, our internal final tests in the next week or two and then we'll probably see the short box run auctions those first couple that we're going to do those will probably kick off at the beginning of the year next year and then once those are done so maybe a few weeks after that is when we'll start to open it up for for users to submit items for sale so i would assume probably like mid to late january for that as opposed to beginning of january because we want to make sure it's all super smooth when we release it how's the how's i guess the closed beta working like i know when you talked about it last time you were saying how you know you're you're given like a specific username so you could see all your stuff yeah yeah you know i can i can run through i i brought a little list of uh of bullet point features about auctions that i can talk about you're the most prepared guest we've had (laughs) i'm so prepared and also should mention for anyone listening, if you want to see the auctions platform live, you can go to our YouTube and you can find the shortbox video for auction sneak preview. And you can watch me go through like a seven minute video explaining all of the ins and outs and how it looks. It's, it's really, really cool. I highly recommend if you're planning to check out auctions when we launch it, you may as well prepare yourself a little bit ahead of time and go check that video out. Yeah. Let, um, me, uh, let me just jump in there real quick. I, uh, yeah. Yeah, you when you dropped that, I guess it's been about a month ago, and uh, I yeah. immediately watched it. I commented on, and then you and I yeah. had a personal conversation via text, and I said you did a great job. You know, like it it sounded informative. You didn't say, you know, you weren't like, uh, uh, oh, uh, this is mm-hmm. uh, 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 this is an auction, and uh, this is what yeah. you do. Like you, it was perfect, and uh, you know, I, I do a lot of takes. You know? <laughs> I do a lot of takes. <laughs> it's like ten reels. It, oh, it, it's it, it, like 30. You know what I mean? Like, well, I'll do the video. I'll do the video. I'll sort of like try to pace it how I think it's going to be. And then mm-hmm. Matt edits it down. And then um, and we'll either do like a voiceover, which is a little easier, although way crazier, because I'll just like stop recording and start over for no reason. Yep. Um, or I record like I did with the auctions where I'm talking while there's like a screen share playing. And those I actually find a little easier, but there's still like I'll get I'll get like three or four minutes into it and then be like, ah, it's a bunch of expletives and I have to start over. You know, <laughs> I haven't mastered the skill of like stopping and picking back up where I messed up. I just, I, yeah, I'll get there eventually. 
but thank you very much. I, I appreciate that you acknowledged my uh, <laughs> my calm composure <laughs> that I eventually got to. Yeah. So uh, give us, uh, okay, give us so, a rundown. Yeah, let's run down the list. So uh, items in an auction. Uh, well, I'll start with this. When we drop auctions, it's going to be the most uh, modern, cutting-edge way to uh, bid and make offers on, on books in an auction space. These are going to be event-style auctions, similar to what you would see on some of the other platforms like Heritage, where there will be a lot of items that are up for bid uh, for a set amount of time, and then we'll eventually close, and people can get in there and do all their final bids and their sniping and all that fun stuff. Uh, what's unique about the short box auctions is that we're going to have all of the same information that you see on the product details now on the auction listing. So if there's a Hulk 181 listed for auction, you're gonna be able to see historical sales, fair market value, unique notes about the book and what makes it special, mm -hmm. as well as a census count. All in one place, you don't need to have multiple tabs on multiple browsers, hope that you're nice. refreshing them at the right time. Uh, it's designed to be just kind of a one-stop shop for the auction. Uh, the auction format will start with like a pre-bidding period where you'll you get to go in and look at the stuff and then uh, an open bidding period where you can get in there and have fun with it. Uh, and then final bidding where, you know, we've got like a day left, get in there, put your bids in, make sure you're monitoring as it closes. These auctions will be sudden death and we will not be extending the end timer if an auction or if a bid comes in within like five minutes of it closing, at least not for now. We will eventually have things like minimums and premiums, but for now it's, you know, Sudden death, everything starts at a dollar and, you know, you can be sniped, you, you know, you can snipe, which is kind of fun, depending on what end of that you're on. <laughs> um, but yeah, we just want people to get in there and have fun trying to, trying to buy cool stuff. Um, you can also add items to your watch list for very easy, you know, locating those later so you don't have to scroll through a hundred item lot every time you want to find the ones you're interested in. And then what uh, Justin was talking about, we have full bid transparency. So you'll be able to see um, all of the random usernames assigned to the people that are participating in a particular auction or bidding on a particular item. And uh, that name carries with each user over all the items in the lot. So you'll have a really clear idea when you're bidding if you're up against just a mishmash of people or if you're competing against a very motivated buyer who's really trying to capture, you know, a bunch of the same stuff you're going after. Not that that makes a huge difference, but I think it can help people sort of strategize and figure out uh, where they want to drop their heavier bids. So that's kind of a cool thing that we're doing that's a little bit different than other platforms where we give you a little bit of info, but it still takes a bit to try and sort of suss out who's doing what. Real quick, uh, on that, Kevin. Um, yeah, later is that also is that also kind of preventing like shill bids and the belief the that there are people out there, right? So, you know, whether yeah. like you said, maybe I'm competing with Justin and I'm like, oh, this mm -hmm. asshole keeps getting the books I want or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's also preventing someone who's owning the book or like if it's my book, I'm like, hey, oh, Justin, go bid that up real quick. And they're like, hey, yeah, the Nemesis Prime built bid up Manimal's book or something. So this is what we're trying to prevent, right? Yeah, in in a sense, like that that the situation or this the what you just described would you know require some sort of prior knowledge of a relationship between you guys yeah. but but you know we got to start somewhere so at the yeah. very least we're going to show put it's it on front street yeah. who's bidding and buying what um and then that will give us what we need if there ever is a need to investigate or if anyone suspects shenanigans we're a no shenanigans platform so we will look into stuff like that if it's a if it's a concern or if something and that's also the other thing about having all of the fair market historical sales, census information on the listing, 
we're hoping that that prevents people from getting suckered into spending, you know, right. like triple the amount that the item's worth. Mm -hmm. Now, we're not going to stop people from bidding over. If you want it bad enough, like obviously go spend the money on it. That's how auctions work. But we want to arm people with more information rather than sending them in blind and having them sort of rely on whatever other resources they happen to be familiar with. Cool. Um, well, you have, so yeah. are you going to have the same like information that you normally have on your current items? Yeah. Like, okay. You're going to have yeah, the same right color on the coding system. Like this is a good price. This is a bad price. Yeah. Oh, yep. nice. Yeah. And, and to, you know, if we're being realistic, we're probably unlikely to put a lot of like way overpriced stuff up for auctions. Like we are going to be the arbiters of auction items for the foreseeable future until this becomes a bigger, more automated system. So if people are coming to us and they're like, hey, I want to list a bunch of books at auction, but they want a, you know, double the fair market value of that book. Like we're not, you know, we have other options. Other people are sending us stuff that's priced a little better. Like we're not going to begrudge anyone wanting to get, you know, the premium for a cool item, but we also have to be smart about that. We just put a bunch of overpriced stuff in the auction that either leads to the sellers being disappointed or buyers not wanting to even participate in future auctions, you know? So there will be some measure of that and we'll sort of feel that out as we, as we get into it. Cool. Yeah. Um, Okay, a couple more little guys here. We do send uh, in-app notifications 10 minutes from the end of a bid or at the end of an auction. And we also send email notifications 30 minutes prior. So lots of reminders that you so you aren't going to miss out on stuff. And then probably the two biggest things that are bringing uh, that we're bringing to auctions that are going to open the way for more cool stuff on the app, combined shipping. So when you buy a bunch of auction items, those are physically in hand with us. So those will get bundled up and we'll give you, you know, the best shipping rate that we possibly can, um, which will open the, which will set the groundwork for eventually doing combined shipping within, you know, like a cart in the user's account. So that if you're buying from, you know, maybe 10 items from two different users, you can bundle the items with the different sellers. It's, we already saw a little mock-up of that and it looks, it looks nice. Uh, and then a big change is that we're also going to allow you to pay for your auction items using your bank account. So if you don't want to pay the 3% PayPal um, or credit card fee, you can use your bank account to pay with no additional charges. That is one thing about auctions that's a little different is that we will be charging a 3% for credit card and PayPal where we don't do that currently with purchases on the, the regular part of the app. So that's a little bit of a change, but we'll bring another cool stuff to pad it out to make it not as bad. So. Now, do you, will you, and I know it's very early, but similar yeah. to like Heritage, will you do like payment plans for like bigger books down the line? You know, I'm, you know, for, I know I you're starting with like, so. yeah, I think so. I, I mean, I think if we want to be competitive, we'll have to have that conversation at the very least. Um, and we have enough people here, you know, like Gene and BJ and, you know, everyone, uh, at Shortbox who participate in those auctions with Heritage and, you know, other platforms. So I think they'll resonate with that. Yeah. You can definitely get them on board. And then um, another, I guess another question, and this is yeah. for obviously down the line, because I know the first couple auctions are, is more of like the Shortbox inventory. You know, mm -hmm. like, let's just say I want to do an auction. Now, do, do I hold on to all the items or like do all my yeah. items get shipped to you guys and then you yeah. sell them and then exactly. you ship them and all that stuff? Yeah, we take care of all of it. You just ship them to us, we sell it, and we give you your money. Less, so our, less our take rate, you know? And so, like, okay, <clears throat> so this is assuming like any Joe Blow, right, can, like, do this. So he's like, hey, here's a short box yeah. of books. I ship them to short box. 
no pun intended, short box of books, two short boxes, a bit of a tongue yeah. twister. And then you guys auction them off. So it's like, hey, here's my short box. Get it out of my life. I don't care what I get for it. And then I receive whatever I receive from it. Uh, yeah, I would imagine that's maybe eventually where we'll end up. I, at first, we're going to be wanting to put up like good stuff keys or right. issues that are sought after and stuff like that. But essentially what you're describing is the way it would roll is like you've got you're like I've got these items, the short box full of stuff. Here's a list of what I got, what I want to get for them. Um, and then we can look and see if what you want for them is good. If you're just like, get me whatever. Yeah. Dude, we'll put all that. We probably put all that stuff up and start at a dollar auctions and just see what we get, you know. But I think the, the initial push will be to focus on, of course, cool like higher platform. higher value or yeah. just more like interesting or desirable items immediately. Um, this has also came up in the po- a podcast I was on uh, last week. We were talking about this. Like, you want to get into auctions? Heck yeah! Like, join on the app. Sign up to be a seller. When it comes down to it, if you come out of nowhere the day we launch auctions and you want to to the to the public and you want to submit a bunch of stuff for sale, we're not saying no. I mean, absolutely, we'll take your stuff and we'll we'll put it up and we can sell it. But if it comes down to a decision between your stuff or a seller who's been on the app for a year who sells and ships and is consistently like engaging with us and growing on the platform, I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna you know lean in that direction when it comes to item selection. So. Start an account with the app. Just get a couple books listed. Just be somebody that we know so that when we do get the auctions, <laughs> that that conversation's a little easier. That's cool. Yeah. Sounds like a great and, idea, man. And that's pretty much it for the auctions for now um, as far as like notes and little features that are coming. But um, okay, I'll, I'll tell you guys more, you know, as, as we get closer to it. I mean, it's, it's bearing down upon us. It'll be, it'll be out within a few weeks. So. Damn, you guys are... Like it's not a busy time of the year to be like trying to crunch this out, right? Like, yeah, no big deal. We're like, oh, we're going through like the finals. I was like, what, dude? Like everyone else's jobs are slowing down. Seems like yeah, pick it up yeah. right now. Yeah, and and that's not it. I mean, should I use this as a segue just to talk about what else we've got coming? Oh out yeah, this year? please. Okay, cool. Uh, so shortly after auctions launches, we're going to be uh, making some announcements around new tools to help sellers with visibility and having more of a presence and a public seller shop on the app. Um, initially, you know, we weren't trying to have everyone's info or seller info known because there's this thing in uh, marketplace called leakage. You, know, you don't want people finding out who you are and then going off the platform and buying it outside the platform. Um, at this point, we've established ourselves as such a safe and trusted and easy place to sell that like, even when people try to do that, sellers on the app are like, I'd rather you just buy it through Shortbox so they can send me a label, insure it, manage the customer. So, you know, they take care of all of that. Right. Um, so we want to make we want to reward all of the sellers that are spending all this time uploading hundreds of books and constantly repricing and sending out custom offers. Like, why would we restrict you in making your, your presence known? Um, so there'll be some really cool ways to, uh, you know, be able to push that info out to your followers online or, you know, create more clickable, uh, links that take people directly to your seller shop within the app. Um, I don't know if you guys remember how it used to be, but you'd have the seller shop and you click on it and it takes you to some web page. And then if you click on an item, it takes you back into the app. Yeah. It's like shortbox.com yeah, yeah, slash backslash your name. It slash shop. It's yeah. Yeah, it was terrible. I mean, so that link at the website still does work, but the the way we're designing it now is that it'll redirect to reopen the app um, or to open the app and actually just launch your seller stuff in the app. 
Mm. So you don't have to go looking over all over the place. Plus, then it works with stuff like search filters and sorting and all that kind of stuff. Oh, nice. So that's going to be a really huge thing, I think. You'll see start to see a lot of people really pushing their public short box shop. Um, and then we also have some announcements coming out around uh, we're going to beef up our, our API. This is a little bit more like a technical thing that we're doing, but we're, we're essentially uh, beefing up the back end of our app so that we can connect to other inventory systems and allow for easy like inventory synchronization for people that maybe have their inventory on multiple platforms. Now, just like it sounds, that is a huge project and is not going to complete anytime really, really soon. But we're going to start to work with various partners that we know do that in order to maybe help people list thousands more books like that. Um, so that's yeah, a big I know. One. Uh, that's yeah. that's definitely key. Um, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I'm sure you know, like hip comics, they're the ones that mm -hmm. they do that with their like you could have their stuff. You could have your stuff listed on there and also on eBay and yeah. In a way, you could transfer it. I, you know, I know there's like a whole big store system that allows that. So, like when something yeah. sells, it gets removed. But yeah, I, I feel like you guys are perfect because it's not like you're trying to. You know, uh, I know a lot more people. I would say list slabs, even though you know you're now doing the bras. But mm -hmm. yeah, having a multiple place where like people can just search is, mm -hmm. is yeah. perfect. Like having it in multiple sites. So yeah, and, awesome. and it and I mean, you got dealers that are are. Like, yeah, I love Shortbox. I love the idea. I want to join. But like, I also have an inventory of like 20,000 comics and I don't want to manage two inventories of 20,000 comics. Totally freaking fair. Yeah. So, you know, we will work with them. If they've got an engineer, that certainly simplifies the, <laughs> the workload. But we'll work with them to try and create a system that allows for, you know, those databases to talk together. I mean, it'd be not really nice if something sold on Shortbox comes off of your eBay, comes off of your website. Or it sells on eBay and it comes off your website and comes off a short box. I mean, that's that's the sort of uh, behavior we're hoping to create by beefing up the API. Um, and I'm talking about it like I know what I'm talking about, but the API stuff is way over my head. I know enough to be dangerous and kind of pretend like I can describe it to people yeah. enough to get them excited. But there's a whole bunch of technical stuff that goes into the background of that that uh, we're just now starting to figure out. So that announcement's probably going to come maybe a little bit later in the year, but very exciting to be sure. Well, so obviously, yeah, that's later in the year. And then your other announcement that you guys literally just put out the other day, mm -hmm. you guys are doing Shortbox live again this year, right? right? That's right, Let's baby. Talk about that. Back in 2024. So uh, we are doing it again. Santa Clara Convention Center, May 5th, uh, the day Cinco de Mayo and the day after free comic book day. Uh, <laughs> come on down to the Santa Clara Convention Center. We'll be having our amazing one-day show called Shortbox Live 2024. Uh, we've got a whole whole cast of characters. We've got a ton of speakers. We've got Artist Alley is already starting to fill up with a bunch of creatives. Uh, you know, like my homie Maria the Wolf coming out. We've got John Jang. Um, in fact, I pulled up the Eventbrite page so I could actually talk about some details here. You got uh, John Beatty, you got Kelly Thompson, Kelly Jones, Mike Choi, yeah. uh, Michael Cho, Jerry Dugan. Of course, you said John Jang, your girl Maria Wolf. You were uh, you had a live on Michael. Michael Choi is doing the art for the exclusive shirt for the first 500 attendees too. Nice. Yeah, um, Jason Sean Alexander. That was a huge one that we just uh, confirmed. I don't know if you guys are a fan of his current uh, Spawn or uh, Philadelphia stuff, but he's incredible. Uh, you, have a, 
you have people that come out from like all over to come set up, right? That's like, it's not just yeah. you guys, like, correct. It's not. Oh just yeah. Like, so oh, the, so that was the, that was the creators and the speakers. And then we have our dealers, which is, you know, the, the star of the show in my mind. Um, we, we fly out, uh, actually we're not flying them out this year. We're paying for hotels. All of the dealers come out. All they got to do is bring their books. They're not charged for a table space. The dealers we've selected to be here are the top dealers that have seen tons of growth and have been doing really well during 2023. Um, it is in essence, like a, a little bit of a reward for doing such a great job on the app. That's cool. Um, and it's going to, it's going to change every year. Uh, which is not always what dealers want to hear when they're like, oh, this is great. I want to come back. Um, but, you know, it's, it's definitely nothing. Fair, though. That's completely anybody. fair. Yeah. I think that's yeah, awesome. We're trying to treat it with numbers, you know, that we're trying to take the. No favorite. So when it comes to like telling people, like, oh, sorry, you know, it's. Yeah. A, it's a Listen, thing, if but... I kick ass in 2024 on the app, like, I want to be invited for 2025. Like, yeah. Well, and that's the takeaway. If, if you, if you didn't, get an invite this year talk to me let's see what we can do to kick ass in 2024 and get you get you in the show yeah. next year you know yep. plus we also added a couple of huge dealers to the platform like reese's rare comics as well as uh, worldwide comics down in texas um and we had to make some space for them so yeah. it was it was uh it's always so hard it's like picking from your favorite children you know you've got this list of like 100 accounts that you interact with very regularly and it's, uh you gotta make decisions but but yeah, so we're going to have some of our, our top dealers on the app out at the spot selling books, um, have a wide variety of everything from like dollar digging bins to all the way to like high, high grade golden age, super rare books. So I'm really excited to see the the spread of product in the room this time. I feel like last year was like a lot of really high end stuff, which was awesome to look at, but mm -hmm. I'm looking to, I'm looking forward to seeing like a, a wider range and like a wider range of collector, just kind of getting in there and getting their hands dirty in the boxes. Nice. Well, that looks, yeah, I, I love the email it just came out the other day and yeah, like, like you said, you have the dealers in there and you show them where, kind of like where they're coming from. You see some of the, um, some of the artists that are coming out. Um, you know, and I feel like Zach, Zach, do you want to put Kevin on the spot? For what? What do we got? Uh, so we want to know, can we come be speakers? Oh, that's like, uh, oh, you know, like, uh, yeah. Let <laughs> me, you know, remind me. I mean, we can talk about it. I think the, uh, I think we're almost at capacity, but we're trying to figure out if we can squeeze a few more in, you know, there's uh, a few people that have asked that. So yeah, at, just hit me up or remind me later and I'll add you to a list. Why not? All right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd be all, speakers, I mean, it would, but as like your podcast. No, dude, yeah. shoot your shot. I get it. <laughs> I'd be pretty cool. I'd like to come out. Yeah. yeah we could do some, uh, some podcast exclusive stuff. You, yeah. waited, you waited for me to say I was a people pleaser and then you just blasted <laughs> me. We also gave you. That's, that's how I answer as a people too, pleaser. So. You know, yeah. we'll consider it. Well, you know, I mean, this is recorded. Like, if this was live on YouTube right now, people would be like, "Answer the question, Kevin." They just, yeah, yeah. Everyone's waiting. Start, start to sweat like that Key and Peel clip where just like water starts running down my face. I'm like, yeah, yeah. But now I, you know, we'll 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 figure that out. I, I you know, I just thought it was it's absolutely great. Yeah, because some of the YouTubers I saw some of the announcements on yeah. there and and just stuff like that. And you know, it'd be I cool mean, just yeah, to come out. I mean, hell, if we could just come out. Um, yeah, you know, if we can make it happen, I know, like you know, 2024 is already starting to build up for us. Uh, you know, we made an announcement a couple of weeks ago. We're going to be setting up at King Kong. We're also set up at Terrificon. You know, oh, we got rad. 
we got it. I'm uh, adding Terrific Con onto my list this year. I really, really oh, want to do that. Badass, show. Dude. Please, dude, yeah. please come out. Like, I can't. We talk nothing but great things to everybody yeah. that comes on the show. So, yeah, please. Hell yeah, dude. That's going to be cool. I'm excited for Terrific Con. I've got, uh, I've got a couple other ones on deck. Oh, man, Are you going to MegaCon? Because I'm. That's my first show of the year. I am. I'm oh, actually going. Sweet. We're not. We're not going. We're not all going. The booth's mm-hmm. not going. But I'm. Yeah. I'm coming out because we're just like wholly underrepresented in Florida during the convention season. You know, because we didn't miss the MegaCon last year, and there weren't yeah. really a lot of other bigger shows that were. Or you know worth us coming all the way out from the West coast for, mm-hmm. um, also like shows that aren't the major shows are typically planned on the same weekends as other major shows. Oh, so it's course, hard yeah. to get out to Florida. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think, uh, I think the rest of the team is going to be down in SoCal doing the, uh, Cal comic con, uh, Terry's show. And then, uh, I'll be, I'll be split and going out to, uh, Orlando. Awesome. To, yeah. I'll be there Friday, Harvey. Saturday, Sunday. So, Hell yeah. I Together. think I'm just doing like a I think I'm doing a Thursday, Friday and leaving Saturday evening or something. Okay. All right. So we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, no, no, no. Absolutely. We definitely have to definitely. catch up and get together. So but yeah. that's awesome. So uh what's so obviously, you know, just and real quick, you know, before we get out of here, like speaking of shows, is that like what's kind of you know, short boxes, I guess first couple shows for January, just so if people January, oh, yeah. February. You know, let me um let me pull it up real quick so I can not misspeak okay so the shows that we are definitely boothing at and we'll have multiple team members um obviously our show uh and then heroes con uh san diego and baltimore and then it's uh, we're undecided on which other shows the booth's going to show up at this year but on my list i've got you know emerald city c2e2 um I want to go to Torpedo Con. We've got Terrific Con. Rose City is like right next door to me, so I'll go to that. Maybe maybe uh, New York. Uh, we missed it this year. I've also heard really cool stuff about Fan X and Salt Lake. So, I mean, there's a bunch of random, really crazy ones that I would like to yeah. visit. Uh, it'll just kind of depend on, you know, timing and stuff like that. Yeah. How many it's of always... them are on the exact same weekend? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear that. Uh, well, that, that all sounds awesome. We cannot wait for 2024 for, for you guys, you know, it's Mm -hmm. been, you know, you guys have just grown leaps and bounds. And I always say that to you and, you know, with the auctions coming, I'm super excited to see how it works, you know, starting off, you know, on the, on the low end of stuff and then just kind of growing. So I think it's going to be absolutely amazing to see, you know, what, what you guys can do, especially, you know, having an app format on like these other platforms that are, should have a, should have an app. Yeah. Or how to do it like i'm just tired of uh, i have to do a web browser or google yeah or whatever i, I will say be. though that's something that we have moved a little bit up on the development timeline is that we are going to build a more robust web experience for users you know we're always going to be app first but we do recognize that a lot of shop owners you know don't have a shop device or know how to use their cell phones very well so we are going to create a more robust web experience that sellers will be able to take advantage of and stuff like that we'll always be app first so oh, awesome. don't get it twisted, but, uh, <laughs> but we're definitely going to try to beef that up so that everybody can, can hop on the platform and have fun. That's cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I love the way you guys grow. It's not like you never bite off more than you can chew. You're taking like oh, little yeah. bites, you're digesting it. You're like, boom, here we go. Okay. Now let's go to the next thing. Let's make that shit 
solid, legit, yeah. like the greased wheel, and then we'll go on to the next thing. That's what's always been great about short box, in my opinion, as well. We appreciate that, man. It's def it's definitely intentional. You know, yeah. all of the all of the moves we're making now have were conceived of well over a year ago with the the, the CEO and the CTO and you know, they, they have this master plan and they kind of slow, slow release it to us. And we all work together to make it a reality. And it, it yeah, the, the slow organic growth is really our, our move. You know, yeah. like the same thing with me when I'm going out to try and find new dealers to sell on the app. I'm not all about the hard sell. Anyone who's ever talked to me at a show knows I am not about the pressure. I'm just like, Hey, I'm Kevin. I think you're cool. You got cool books. You should sell on the app. And then we just kind of see what happens and it, it's working. You know, people, I think, appreciate that not getting a hard sell. Yeah. So thank you for, thank you for all that. I appreciate the kind words. Yeah, man. Absolutely. So uh, again, make sure if you do not have an, uh short box app, go ahead and download it. It's completely free. If you want to go ahead and sell, you know, um, yeah, get on there now so you can do auctions with us. Yeah, you know, don't I, be, don't be too late to the party. Cause uh, you know, I've uh, spoken to Kevin uh, offline, you know, he, he knows, yeah. you know, kind of uh, what I want to do in 2024. So, you know, See what happens and we'll kind of we'll go from there um yeah but uh I, I, kevin we appreciate you coming on learning again more of the updates for short box so um hopefully you know you have a great holiday and uh you know crush it in 2024 with the auctions so thanks brother you guys uh, too I, I look forward to seeing you all on the road and wherever we can physically connect like oh I'm yeah sure man can't year. wait for orlando then now i know you're coming so oh yeah <laughs> it's gonna be or good Lando. Hell yeah. Um, Zach, closing words before we get out of here? No, just Merry Christmas to everyone. I hope everyone has a safe, happy holiday. And uh, keep an eye out for next week. We'll be doing our wrap-up show, like as always, our yearly wrap-up. Um, but yeah, man, enjoy Unplug. Enjoy the holidays. Spend it with family, friends, whatever you have. If it's just you and your dog, crush it. Cat, crush it. Just unplug and, and have fun, man. Everyone just enjoy the holidays. Yes, I uh, second that. Uh, have a Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Again, yes, we will be live sometime next week. Uh, probably leaning towards, again, either Wednesday or Thursday night. It's open invite to anybody. Uh, we'll be live on YouTube, and then the normal podcast will then also just drop on Friday morning. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, so come one, come all. We'll we'll put the link in our chats, and, uh, you know, we'll go from there. So uh, we yeah. appreciate everybody this year who's popped on here. Uh, we appreciate everybody listening. So like Zach said, you know, unwind enjoy the next week before 2024 is literally around the corner so yeah geez it's wild stuff so uh thanks everybody uh we'll catch you all next week live on youtube peace out Later, guys. Yeah.